0: We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like its Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The SPARC is also supported by UPMC Heart and Vascular Institute. With experience, cutting-edge technology, and a collaborative approach, you'll receive the most advanced treatment. More at upmc.com slash centralpaheart. The Pennsylvania Human Relations Commission is creating a dedicated civil rights division whose mission will be to combat hate and promote anti-racism. The creation of a new civil rights division comes at a time when hate crimes and acts of discrimination are increasing in Pennsylvania and across the nation. In 2022, nearly 300 hate crimes were reported in Pennsylvania. That's according to the U.S. Department of Justice. That's almost twice as many as the year before. More than two-thirds of them were racially motivated. Since the Israel-Hamas war started in October, anti-Semitic and anti-Muslim hate crimes have soared across the country. To tell us more about the new Civil Rights Division on the Spark today is Chad Dion Lassiter, Executive Director of the Pennsylvania Human Relations Commission. Mr. Lassiter, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. All right, You know, it may surprise some that the Human Relations Commission didn't have a civil rights division
1: up until now, right? Most people will find that very surprising. We've been around for 68 years. Um, The work that we do, first and foremost, is centered around civil rights and human rights in and of itself. Uh, What distinguishes this civil rights division is that it does more outreach. It does more education. Uh, So just for your listening audience, I want to be very clear 68 years of just multiple individuals on every side of the color line, on every side of the gender line, how people express themselves have always been dedicated to civil rights and human rights. Uh, What this is doing is really kind of focusing in on uh, the the challenges that you just mentioned. So what we're really looking at with this division is just a a uh, multi-layered, excuse me, uh, approach to really dealing with uh, some of the hate that we see. So investigating civil tensions and conflicts and incidents, uh, enforcing the anti-discrimination law, promoting anti-racism through education and outreach, and engaging in a very proactive way, not waiting for civil unrest to occur, not waiting for someone to desecrate a synagogue and or a masjid and or a, a house of faith, or to engage in forms of anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, anti-Black racism, uh, racism towards whites and others, disabled, AAPI, those things are gonna still happen. But what the Civil Rights Division will do, hopefully, is get into the communities um, and be peace builders uh, in communities because of the challenges that, once again, you so eloquently stated.
0: So why now is there a greater need for a Civil Rights Division?
1: With regards to the PHRC, I would say that this is something that had been uh, a pregnant moment since 2019, um, and then COVID hit. Um, And now we're finally giving birth to it. Uh, This is nothing new, though, um, from the perspective of this is modeled right after the United States Department of Justice, uh, Civil Rights Division, Community Relations Services, and the CRS comes at a time where it was on the hills of the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., but it also intersected with, and you know this as a a historian, the civil unrest and the burning of multiple inner cities because of the assassination of Martin Luther King. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Kerner Commission report, (laughs) that we're looking at two Americas, one black, one white, separate and unequal, And so that blueprint is something for me as a historian, as a social justice uh, warrior, as a social change agent, just made sense to say, how can we incorporate that into what the PHRC is doing? In addition to that, um, it got rekindled when I was at Ohio State University uh, with a conference um, that occurred in, uh, in, in, in Ohio with individuals who made up the federal government aspect of community relations services. And it just made sense. So once again, at the Pennsylvania Human Relations Commission, we're always investigating um, complaints of discrimination in the space of public accommodations, uh, commercial property, education, employment, and housing. This dedicated uh, division is focusing on the surge of hate that we see. Um, Over the past 10 years, we've seen an increase And the surge of white nationalism, the surge of white supremacy. And once again, that's not an indictment against white individuals because we know in this beautiful commonwealth, there are whites and others who are bringing about peace and justice uh, for their communities. But the data from the Southern Poverty Law Center, the data from the Anti-Defamation League, the data from the PA State Police, they all keep really wonderful data. The PHRC, we're catching up. We're learning from them from the, from a data perspective of keeping, you know, the numbers. I would imagine that there's probably a lot of underreporting. So the moment that we find ourselves in really lends us to simply say, how can we be peace builders and peacemakers against the backdrop of the hate that we see? That doesn't just trend in Pennsylvania, but there are similar uh, white supremacists and white nationalist groups um, that are on the FBI radar that's in Ohio that's in Michigan, uh, that just, you know, are, are, you know, throughout our democracy.
0: You know, throughout the years, uh, hate group activity has been monitored throughout the country, as you mentioned. And Pennsylvania actually uh, is near the top
1: in the number of hate groups. Why? I really can't get into a deep analysis of why. I think it's a very profound question. Uh, I start from a humanist perspective by simply saying that um, as human beings, we all have a sense of brokenness. I would also say that all of us, uh, whether you're in an urban context, suburban context or rural context, we're all racialized, we're all socialized. Um, I'm a product of the African-American church African-American community. Before I went to the University of Pennsylvania, I went to a Historical Black College University. Um, there were times where I engaged in a form of ethnocentrism, um, but I've grown over the past 20 years and I see uh, America as a kaleidoscope and I see the beauty in all human beings. Um, when you get out in Pennsylvania, and there should be a critique also of James Carville, democratic strategist, uh, in the Clinton administration where he said, you have Philadelphia, you have Pittsburgh, and in between you have Kentucky. No, you have Philadelphia, you have Pittsburgh, and in between you have a beautiful kaleidoscope of individuals who uh, love Pennsylvania, Um, but also we've been racializing, socializing to this construct. We've been seduced by the black-white binary. Um, I think the beauty of Pennsylvania is that we have diversity. Uh, so once again, President Obama, when he was running for president, had a very uh, expensive uh, dinner fundraiser out in Silicon Valley when he said, you know, middle America, they're bitter. They cling to their guns and they love hunting and they love God. There's nothing wrong with loving God. I- I've learned here in PA that people love hunting and that's OK. If you want to shoot squirrels, uh, that's not a problem. We want to shoot. A moose. If you want to hunt, that's that's not a problem. The hate, though, is centered on how we try to not hone in on our similarities, but how we try to highlight the differences. And make no mistake, um, it's also centered around, for me, a lack of exposure. So I'm answering your question, but but this is not a, a deep analysis. I'm just looking at some of the things that I see in my primary, my secondary experiences. Um, I think that we need more diversity of thought. And then let's let's be very, very transparent. There is a concept that we oftentimes don't talk about. And that concept is evil. That concept is hatred. Uh, down in Charlottesville, those individuals did not have the historical uh, regalia. Um, But they were saying Jews will not replace us, and they did not have sheets on. They, I would imagine, from an identity perspective, were our doctors, our lawyers, our pediatricians. They may have been public officials. They were police officers, teachers. And so the hate, it permeates. And there is this divisiveness. And then there's also this aspect of white anxiety because of demographic shift in P.S. Hazleton is becoming brown, Allentown, Lancaster. um, A lot of these places that traditionally may have been white spaces are becoming diverse spaces. And sometimes that does something. I like to move it off of the individual racism to the systemic and the structural, or what I call meta-racism on on a higher level, on, on a macro level. And so individuals may not be discriminating um, in the way that they used to discriminate, um, but it's very nuanced, it's very blatant, uh, it's very covert, uh, and it's a problem, as you stated. PA is always ranking in the top 10 among hate groups assembling. Um, it's also the economy. A, a lot of this plays into the white rage, the white victimization, of the white fear, uh, but once again, we're not saying that uh, it's only whites that are doing the oppression uh, and the marginalization. Um, it's human brokenness uh, to the core, uh, foundationally and fundamentally. Now, Mr. Lasser,
0: you talked about being peacemakers and educating. Let's talk about
1: what form practically that will take. What will it look like? I think peace and justice looks like working in communities, not as a governmental entity, but working alongside communities, and also from a strength-based perspective, letting communities do the leading. Uh, what it looks like is If there are neo-Nazis, if there are white supremacists, white nationalists in a particular uh, catchment area, it's the PHRC Civil Rights Division going into that catchment area, working with the communities, creating our Our no-hate-in-our-state town hall. Uh, These no-hate-in-our-state town halls have always existed uh, at the PHRC. We're just formalizing it. It means that if there's an anti-Semitic incident in the school, we're not looking for retribution, we're looking for redemption. How can we get into schools? How can we do a workshop on anti-Semitism? How can we do a workshop on Islamophobia? How can we make sure that white individuals that are living in rural areas are not being discriminated against because maybe it's classism? Maybe they decided not to go to Mansfield University. They have that right. We should not be treating people subhuman. It also looks like, uh, against the backdrop of people talking about you know woke you know, we're in this woke moment. No, it just simply means how can we make sure that people are not discriminated against? The PHRC has something called the Pennsylvania Human Relations Act. It gives us the authority and the powers to make sure that no one is discriminated against. Certainly, life is not either or, it's both and. There are people who will say, I wanna make sure that I'm protected because of LGBTQ plus status. We need to make sure that they are protected. There are other people that say, I have some serious concerns with regards to my child being in that transgender locker room, and we need to listen to them as well. So peace building and peacemaking means going into the community, listening, learning from the community, and then leading in tandem with the community. It also means that it's how do we make sure that we are holding people accountable when they're engaged in a form of bigotry, prejudice, discrimination, systemic and structural racism, educational um, apartheid, environmental racism. These things are not just theoretical things. These things happen all the time. Once again, back to not being seduced by the Black-white binary, there are whites that are discriminated in Pennsylvania because of fair housing, because of public accommodations, because of commercial property, because of support animals. The challenge, though, is we're also living in a period of denial where people will look at those of us who are saying, how can we create the beloved community in the same way that Martin Luther King Jr., Rabbi Abraham Yahshua Heschel, whites, co- Catholics, and others, blacks, attempted to do and really brought about those bills and those laws that now are being kind of reversed. People will say that, no, it's the race baiters uh, when it's not the race baiters. The race, the people who are advocating to make sure that you're not discriminated against, I'm not discriminated against, organizations and commissions like the PHRC. For your listening audience, there are about 100 or so commissions like this around the country. Minneapolis has one. Ohio has a Ohio Civil Rights Commission. It sits under the Attorney General's office. New Jersey has a Civil Rights Commission. It sits under the Attorney General's office. Ours is under the governor's office, is independent. I would. Imagine that no one um, wants anyone in their family to be discriminated against. And when they are discriminated against, that's what the PHRC is here for. Education is a tool, education is a passport. Education is that passport that creates a, a new bridge in our democracy where we're not divisive. We don't want African Americans targeting whites. We don't want whites targeting African Americans. We don't want the uh, Islamophobia that we see, the anti-Semitism that we see. You and I can reach consensus right here on this program that the coronavirus led to high rates of AAPI hatred. But the AAPI hatred had always been there. Native American indigenous people, the way they've been discriminated against. So it's ever evolving. Uh, the construct is a supervisor that will be in Harrisburg to Crocs That's the acronym for Civil Rights Outreach Coordinators in Harrisburg, two in Philadelphia. And really, the the terminology Crocs was centered around a crocodile. Uh, (laughs) Remember when we were young, for those of us who are still in that space when we can remember, (laughs) uh, McGruff, take a bite out of crime? Well, that's what the Crocs are, right? Let's take a bite out of this racism. Now, please be mindful. I don't think that this Civil rights division is going to, um, it's not touchy-filly, it's not kumbaya. I'm not a touchy-filly kumbaya person. I'm not a we shall overcome. I'm not a tip-throw through the tulips. Uh, but I am a prisoner of hope. Uh, when Martin Luther King said we must accept finite disappointment but never lose infinite hope, I hold on to the hope that we can create a beloved community in Pennsylvania. I've seen individuals who look like you who have assisted me and the PHRC and have welcomed us into their communities fighting for systemic and structural racism, fighting for combating racism on a macro, mezzo, and, and micro level. That's why I'm not jaded. I grew up in South Central Los Angeles and North Philadelphia. If I buy into the narrative that Pennsylvania is not inviting for me as a black man in the position I am in at PHRC, I couldn't do this work. There's aspects of PA that's not inviting, but even in those spaces that are not inviting, it's centered around human brokenness. It's centered around individuals who were taught how to hate. We don't come into the world hating, socialized into hate.
0: How do you re-educate or educate someone? Now, you also mentioned that it's a lack of exposure to diversity as well. But how do you educate someone? That would seem to be a very tough challenge.
1: That's a, that's a great question. I don't have a earnest answer for that. Um, if I was to create one here in a moment, I would be placating you. Um, and I don't placate, I don't ingratiate, I don't display with false generosity. I think it's really about self-introspection. Um, I start with Chad Dion Lasseter. And then and briefly, I'll end by saying, how can I make sure that I don't discriminate? How can I make sure that I check my toxic masculinity uh, in the door, uh, at the door? How do I make sure that I'm not engaged in a form of bigotry, prejudice, uh, overt forms of discrimination? Ultimately, people who are discriminated against in Pennsylvania, they have a civil rights enforcement agency. That's the Pennsylvania Human Relations Commission. Hmm.
0: So the timeline for the new civil rights division, uh, you're in the process of interviewing for Crocs, as you mentioned. But uh, when will we see... Actually, some action, some education, some I know you're still doing the town hall meetings, but uh, when will the the civil rights division be out there in the state?
1: So I'm glad you asked that question. We already made an offer to a supervisor uh, and the supervisor has accepted it. We made uh, two offers to uh, the Crocs, civil rights outreach coordinators, uh, and they accepted. And so we're finalizing uh, the last two interviews, um, two positions, excuse me, in Harrisburg. So I would simply say, if we look at our calendars, we're in a moment right now, we should really be seeing ourselves the second week in January, making those linkages with our advisory councils, our human relations commissions, and those organizations that are fighting uh, against systemic and structural racism in Pennsylvania.
0: You said January, do you mean February? I'm sorry, uh, by February 12th. Okay. Because I was wondering we're past the second week of January. So, you know, this is something that uh, a lot of Pennsylvanians will be very interested in, especially in this day and time. In fact, real quick, I wanted to ask you, uh, since October 7th, since the start of the Israeli-Hamas war, have we seen an increase in Pennsylvania in anti-Semitism and anti-Muslim hate crimes?
1: I would imagine uh, we have, uh, but as a researcher, I don't have any qualitative and quantitative data readily available. I can tell you that PHRC has been proactive. We've had some PHRC uh, lunch and learns where we had uh, a highly recommended individual come in and discuss uh, Islamophobia. Uh, I'm sorry, anti-Semitism. So we had a two-part series on Islamophobia. We created some infographs. We sent them out throughout the community. What we do know is that we've, we're seeing a lot of challenges of anti-Semitism and Islamophobia on college campuses, and we're concerned about that. And then that Civil Rights Division will be on college campuses, uh, working with universities, uh, as well as student groups as well.
0: Chad DN Lassiter, Executive Director of the Pennsylvania Human Relations Commission, thank you very much for being with us today.
1: Humbled and honored to be here, and looking forward to continue to serve the people, the wonderful people of the Commonwealth.